It's the first Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time for another Ask Scanner School podcast session. This is where I answer your scanner radio questions. Coming up right now on the podcast. All units stand three. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this podcast is here to answer your scanner radio questions. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and this is what we do on the first Tuesday of every month. We answer your questions. You can submit your questions by phone, 516-308-2885, or by going to our Ask page over at scannerschool.com slash ask. And from there, you can click on the SpeakPipe link and leave me a voicemail message that way, or you can just use the contact form. And of course, if you like just regular email, you can just email me, phil at scannerschool.com. Com. And again, the best way to ask your question is with a voicemail because that will put you in the running for a free tutoring session. We have a large backlog of email questions, and that is what we're going to look at today. We're going to take two questions that came in via email, and we're going to answer them right now. And let's get on to our very first question, who comes in from Scott. Scott writes, when making a scanner list for, say, a BCT-15X, how can you design that list to make it scan faster. Also, as a ham radio operator who owns a rig that is SDR, I'm aware of firmware upgrades and how it makes the radio operate somewhat. Do the same principles apply to an SDS type of scanner? Thank you for the wonderful forum. And he also adds, like you, I've been exposed to this hobby since I was a child in the 70s. We sure have come a long way from buying a crystal for a specific agency. Enjoy, Scott. Scott, thank you so much for the email. And also for those uh, comments there at the end, yep, I mean, I'm a child of the 70s, but I wasn't scanning in the 70s. I was a little too young for that. So to answer your first question last, let's go at the SDR. So yes, a SDS radio is built on the SDR platform. So I really do assume SDS stands for Software Defined Scanner. So it's not engineered as a traditional scanner using, I guess, standard... I have filters and whatnot, right? It uses more software to go through and analyze signals. And that's just why it works better in a simulcast environment. But let's spend some time answering your first question. How do you make a scanner such as the BCT-15X? How do you design a list, right? That makes it scan faster. And there's different ways that we can do this. And primarily they fall into the trunk system category. Now, we're going to talk about all DMA type of scanners of here, not just a BCT-15X. This would include, say, the 325P2, 986P2, 986T, XT, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Anything that uses a DMA scanner here. And, I mean, we could also say, too, this this will include the Home Patrol stuff, depending on how you make up the favorites list. So I guess you could say it's, it covers more than just DMA scanners. When it's time for a conventional system, Right, You can basically make sure that you have PL and DPL codes set up where you want them. This way the scanner is uh, sitting 
only on the frequency that you want to monitor. Additionally, for radios such as the 996, the 325, right, the 436, the 536, anything that has a P25 designator in the radio, right, there's what's called a digital weight timer in there. And it defaults at 400 milliseconds, which is basically 0.4 seconds. I say basically, it is 0.4 seconds. It's basically a half a second if you want to think about that that way. And what that is doing is it will sample that frequency for 0.4 seconds to see if it is a digital signal. If it's not, or it can't determine that if it is or isn't, it will default to a analog signal, and then it will unmute the audio, right? So one way to fix this and make your scanner scan faster is to lower the P25 or the digital wait times from, say, 400 to 200 milliseconds. Now we're cutting it in half, okay? Even better is if you put in frequencies and you don't put in a NAT code or a PL code, even a color code, right? Because that will tell the scanner whether or not it's analog or digital. Basically, if you have it in CSQ mode, set the mode anyway for analog or digital so that you can eliminate the digital wait time because now the scanner knows that you want this to be analog or digital. That's one of the ways to do it or a couple ways to do it on conventional. Trunking is a bit different. Now, trunking, we have to remember that when we program in a system, we are programming in sites, and then we are programming in talk groups. Every time your scanner goes into trunk mode, it goes on the first site and it looks for a control channel, and it sits there, and then it goes and waits. And it waits for these talk group IDs to be present on that control channel, right, to, to get an, an affiliation, right? Well, if it doesn't catch it on the first site, it will go to the second site and do the same. And then the third site. Right, And it will go through all the sites that you have in there as long as it can get onto the control channel and decode it and, and get what's going on there. So if you've got multiple sites in a system, you're going to find that the scanner will scan slower because it's constantly entering a site, waiting there, going to the next site, waiting there. So it's best only to put the sites in there that basically you want to hear. But even better than that is to understand exactly where the talk groups are on the system that you are trying to monitor. For example, if you are listening to a countywide talk group that would be on, say, a north site and a south site, then it doesn't matter what site you put in there, right? Just put in whatever site works better for you, north or south. But if you are trying to find a talk group that is only in the north site and you've put in the south site only, you're never going to hear that talk group on the north site because it's not on the south site. And if you put that same site in and the same talk group on the north site, and you put the north site in there and the south site, well, you might miss what's going on on that talk group because your scanner is going to the south site, then north site, then south site, then north site. So it's very important to understand exactly where these talk groups are showing up in uh, the network. One easy way to do this is to put two scanners side by side, one have one on one site, one on another site, and just see if you miss a conversation that the other scanner is picking up. Or you can uh, use an SDR, and basically do the exact same thing. Monitor different sites and see where each talk group is lighting up on the system. Again, these are built for the end users, right? We're not the end users. We're leeches on the system, right? We're parasites. What is happening is an end user, right, has a licensed radio on the system. And wherever they happen to go, that's where that talk group is going to show up. We're passive devices. We are not affiliated with the system. We are not known to be monitoring the system. There's no way for our radios to talk back to the system. 
So that's what I'm saying. We're kind of like parasites here. And we're passive, I guess is another way of better way of putting it. So we have to basically reverse engineer where these talk groups are and find out the best way to do that one. So that's a way of speeding up your scanner. Another way of speeding up your scanner when it comes to trunk systems are to set up your systems and sites, or your systems rather, so that you have all of the talk groups that you want on a bigger scan list broken into smaller groups. So what I like to do on my scanners, and because I'm just in the old thought process of doing it, is I make a lot of smaller scan lists. So I have one for fire, one for police, one for EMS, et cetera, et cetera. The problem with that is every time I go through a scan list, I come out of the trunk system, I go back into the trunk system. I come out of the trunk system, I go back into the trunk system. So when I'm in the fire trunk system or the fire system, I'm only scanning the fire talk groups on that trunk system. Then I leave, then I scan into the police system. And then in there, I'm only scanning the police talk groups. And then I go into the EMS system. And from there, I'm only scanning the EMS talk groups, but they're all on the same site. It would be a lot faster for the scanner if I had a bigger list and I had all the talk groups in there that I wanted to monitor and then use the favorites list quick keys to toggle the groups off and on that way instead of turning the systems off and on. So all dog, new trick type of scenario. That again, having a system set up with all the talk groups you want to monitor is a great way of speeding up your scan speed. Now, the final thing I have as a suggestion is to look at the system hold time on your scanner. The system hold time tells the scanner how long to remain in that system. So I use that primarily if I'm monitoring simplex frequencies. Our state police here in New York operate on a VHF simplex setup. They actually duplex. So they'll be transmitting on one frequency to headquarters, and headquarters transmits on a different frequency back to the mobile units. Well, in order to hear that, the delay time on my scanner for those frequencies has to be zero. But to make sure I hear both sides of the conversation and I stay on that system long enough, I've set the system hold time to about four seconds. That keeps me in that loop for four seconds and then the scanner moves on. By default, your scanner should be set to zero seconds on the hold time when you create a system. So just double check that each system that you've set up on your scanner has been set for zero seconds of hold time. And of course, if you want to be, make it larger, then you'd want to make it larger. All right, Scott, that is basically some simple ways to make your scanner scan faster. I hope that some of these work out well for you, and please let me know how things went. Again, Scott, thank you very much for asking your question. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. And as a reminder, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 a month level, will not get this upcoming break. You also get the podcast a little bit earlier than the general public. You can go to scannerschool.com slash Patreon to support the podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, scannerschool.com slash Patreon. We'll be right back. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show 
at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck? with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby, I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pagers are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. Our second question for this month comes in from Derek. Derek writes, good morning, Phil. My name is Derek and I live in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I am retired Army. I have lived in Illinois, Indiana, California, and Massachusetts, and now Scranton, Pennsylvania. I listen to my scanners a lot because I am wheelchair bound. I have multiple sclerosis, and unfortunately, my vision is usually gone by 2 o'clock every day and starting to have cognitive issues. I have listened to many of the podcasts, which I am grateful for. I cannot tell you how many different scanners I have purchased through Amazon and returned. I definitely need one that is a good display that I can read. I do have a computer. I've downloaded many of the different programs, too. My house is five stories tall, and I'm looking to buy an antenna that does not require me climbing to the top of my five-story house and would be happy just to get antenna that I could just clip on a window or something like that without having to climb out and get the scanner hooked up to it. Also think about zip codes and just going with that. Love your shows. Derek from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Derek, first of all, thank you so much for your service. And I'm very sorry to hear that you're going through MS and all of the side effects and everything else that you have to go through. I really wish you the best of luck with everything going forward and that things stay, stay, (laughs) they don't get any worse for you. I know MS is a pretty tough, tough diagnosis and disease. I looked over Lackawanna County on radio reference. And let me tell you, there are a lot of people who are going to be very jealous for where you live and what you can listen to and how simple it really is for you. And I, I don't mean that really in a way to um, come out wrong, but you, your area is basically a holy grail. Let's put it that way. It's old school. It's basically conventional and it's analog and it's straightforward. There's like nothing on this uh, on the state trunk system that's in Scranton. Nothing you really have to worry about as far as digital or DMR. There's a couple small things, but from what I can see on Radio Reference, as long as it's up to date with what's out there, you've got a great place to live. Let me tell you, a lot of people are going to be jealous. I mean, you don't even have that, that ugly word you know we call encryption in the mix. So, man, 
a lot of us are jealous of you. So let's take a look at this really quickly here. So like I said, fire, police, EMS, they are all conventional, which means the world's your oyster. You have plenty of radio options out there. So I'm curious as to what radios you've had, you've tried, you've returned, you didn't like, and what you didn't like about them. I have a feeling I'm going to recommend a radio right now to you that you probably had and returned, but I'm going to find out from you. Hopefully, you'll email me back and let me know whether or not you've tried this one. It's the Uniden BC125AT. Now, this radio has been out for quite a while. runs on two AA batteries. What I like about this radio is that it's not only is it a handheld, but it has a nice, large, clear display. It's got an amber background with nice, bold, segmented LEDs. The predecessor before, the 75, was a LCD. This is this is like a dot matrix display. It's, it's really nice on there. It's got a nice, clear display. You can alpha tag on there. You can put PL and DPL codes in it. You can't alpha tag the banks, but you can put any frequency in there and alpha tag it to your heart's content. What's nice about it too is it can be controlled and programmed via computer software. And what I would recommend using is Butel's ARC-125. I am an affiliate for them, and I'll put a link to this at the bottom of uh, what I'm talking about here at the end of this, also in the podcast description if you would like to use it. The software is about $30 US. And it's a it's a simple download from their website, and uh, you um, it works very well. I've I've been using this software for well over a decade at this point, probably going on to two, and it's definitely something I would recommend getting here. So let's talk about several of the issues here. Now the reception issue that you are that you're saying you have, and right there there could be several different things that are 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 a factor here. You you could have a an issue with leaky coax outside your house, uh, something with the, with the power company or the cable TV company that could be raising a noise floor and creating a problem with your with your scanner. You could be too close to an FM uh, radio transmitter or even something you know like a cell phone tower or something like that. Right, a lot of that stuff can affect your scanner radio. Now, there's not really an easy way to get around that except you. By filters, so let's let's not even worry about that. Let's just assume we're not having a problem. But just want to put that in there that but it might it might be an issue. But what I'm looking at here is conventional, right? And what we have to remember with conventional is that repeaters are located where they are needed. So if you look at your county, not every department or police department, fire department, right, is going to be transmitting in your backyard. They're going to be all over the county. Now where I live. I can't hear clear across my county. Even with an outdoor antenna, it just doesn't happen on the conventional system. This is where trunk systems really shine because you could be anywhere in their footprint and it sounds like they're right down the street, basically, right? A handheld radio with an indoor antenna. I mean, even in my basement, I don't need an outside antenna to listen to my local county trunk system. It just works that well where I am. But in your case, right? You would need a better antenna because you are picking up stations or trying to pick up stations all over the place. So yes, maybe an outdoor antenna would be best. Like for example, let me break this down for you. Just assume that you are in the northeast, right, of of um, of the county, right? The northeast fire department you want to listen to, they don't need to cover the southwest part of the county. They only operate in the northeast. So you'd hear them just fine. But if you were in the southwest corner of the county where they don't cover, 
you might have a problem receiving the northeast. And again, if you were in the southwest, you might have a problem receiving the northwest or even the southeast if they weren't putting out a lot of power. You may also find too that some departments in the northeast you're hearing fine if you're in the southwest. Understand? It's it just depends on power and height and your location to them and any physical obstructions such as mountains or, or or valleys or whatever else, right? Terrain can play a big part of this. So if you're looking to put an antenna outside, a five-story house is phenomenal for that. But I understand, right? You're wheelchair-bound. Getting to your roof, it's a bit of a challenge for you. You may want to reach out to a local amateur radio club and see if they can help you put up a discone antenna. But if you're looking for something that is portable, that you can put on top of the BC125AT that we talked about, a Diamond RH77CA is what I would recommend. I call it an armpit poker because if you're wearing this radio on your belt, the radio antenna is long enough that it's going to poke you under the armpit. But uh, I've used that antenna for, again, forever, more or less. Highly recommended. Anybody that I recommend that intended to has been pretty happy with it. So uh, it's worth the investment. And like I said, it's a little bit larger, but it does it does bring in some great RF. So let's put it that way. As far as your vision goes, I can understand that can be very frustrating as well. So again, my suggestion to this is why don't we think about not using the scanner to see what's on it, but using our computer monitor or even a TV. So how do we do this? Well, the first thing is if we had Butel software, uh, again, which is ARC 125, you can connect your BC 125AT to your computer with a USB cable. That will allow you not only to program your scanner, but also will allow you to remote control your scanner. It's basically what's called in Butel software as virtual control. So not only can you program the scanner, not only can you control the scanner, but you get a nice display on your screen for your computer what's going on on the radio. So from there, you can use the magnify tool in your computer to zoom in on that screen, or you can plug in a larger external monitor if you're on a laptop and blow up the image that way. Or I believe, I'm not a, an Android or a Chromecast guy, but from what I understand with Chromecast, you can set that up with the Windows computer and then broadcast your computer screen to your TV. And then you can use your TV in your living room to show what's on your scanner. So those may be different ways of basically getting what's on that screen into a format that is large enough for you to be able to see it uh, later on in the afternoon as, as your eyes get tired. Again, the scanner we're looking at is Butel's ARC 125. Our affiliate link for this is scannerschool.com slash Butel. That's B-U-T-E-L. Again, we'll put a link in the description of this podcast episode. Again, Derek, I want to thank you for writing in. And again, I want to thank you for your service. And again, I just want to say hang in there. I know MS can be very, very tough, but uh, you're, you're a retired army. I know you've got the strength to do it. So hang in there. And again, thanks a lot. And I really hope you find enjoyment again in the scanner radio hobby. And let me know if any of my suggestions have worked for you. All right, that is it for this session of Scanner School's Ask session. Again, you can ask me your questions by dialing 516-308-2885. If you're outside the U.S. or you're on a device that 
doesn't allow you to make phone calls, you can go over to scannerschool.com slash ask and click on the SpeakPipe link. This will allow you to use your computer, your tablet, or any other device you have with a microphone to leave me a voicemail. And again, if you use one of our voicemail numbers, you could be in the running for a free tutoring session on an upcoming Ask Scanner School session. Of course, you can always email me, phil at scannerschool.com or by filling out the contact form over at scannerschool.com slash ask. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Robs, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian Arsenal, Chris Paris, Classic Hank, Craig Harper, Dan, Daniel Chiavolella, Dave Pasco, David, David C., David Kuzneski, David Robertson, Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Glenn Davos, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, John Cordoff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, John Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin's Wiki, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Thomas Giampino, Todd Glendai, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.